Good morning, one and all. My name's Adrian. If this is your first time around us, uh, my hope is that you'll enjoy the rest of the time. Uh, please do make yourself known to us if we don't make ourselves known to you, as we want everyone to feel as at home here as possible. Uh, and if you have any questions about anything you see here, uh, we can't do anything about the smells, do come and ask us, as we do want to answer. Um, start off with, Happy New Year! Oh, that's quite kind of there, isn't it? I don't know about you, but it kind of hits, doesn't it, this Sunday. Maybe you're a very disciplined individual, and like, you're like, no, it's been like rhythm the whole Christmas period. 6 a.m., wake up, go for my morning jog, have a balanced diet all day, and there it is. Whereas I find I get to this kind of moment, having paused, uh, enjoyed kind of time with family, and you think, oh, oh yes, let's get back into life. Uh, maybe you're not there. I, I'm kind of waking up uh, in it. And my guess is and my hope is that this year will be a happy new year. Uh, and my hope is that you've had some time over this kind of Christmas season break uh, to rest, uh, to get some time to enjoy with others, uh, to get some time just to enjoy the fact that God isn't distant. We remember at Christmas that God came to be amongst us to be part of our story in order that we could become part of his. And it's just amazing. And in it, I, I find myself within that pause moment being grateful, grateful for who God is and the fact that I'm in relationship with him, but also grateful for the fact that I'm not alone in that, that I'm caught up in this family and this community of Oasis. And I'm deeply grateful for each and every one of you. I know as I kind of lock the doors on Christmas Day, putting up a poster saying, that's it, we're done for uh, a couple of weeks or 10 days, was that deep sense of just gratitude that this isn't about a building, an institution, a business. It's actually about a family, a family that I get to belong to, uh, of lots of different stories of which I am deeply grateful to be journeying with. And so I wanted just to say that. It's an utter privilege uh, to be part of this. But in it, I as Becca already kind of hinted at, I think when we get to a new year, we can tend to say new year, new something. I know what it is. Maybe it's that you are hoping for breakthrough in your life. Maybe it's that you're kind of wanting some things to change. Maybe it's that you've thought, actually, you know, I knew these goals, and you've set yourself some sort of goals for the coming year. I think the saddest uh, social media kind of uh, post that I saw was on the 1st of January at 9am, someone saying, I've already blown it, roll on 2021. And I just thought, oh dear me, like there's more to life than this, come on, there's some hope. Um, and in it, I think this new year, new question mark can sometimes feel like a good thing, but it also can feel like a bit of a pressure of, like, how is this year going to be? How is it going to be better than the one that was? And how am I going to strive to do something? When I was thinking about today, I, I felt like God wanted to say, actually, to start off, don't think about what you should do. Rather, receive. Receive from me afresh. Maybe you've come this morning and you're longing to know more of who God is and you're trying to figure it out, saying, okay, there's God and there's Jesus and how does that work? And Jesus came and lived and died and rose again. Well, what does that mean? Well, hopefully this will start to show that. But for many of us, we've centered our lives on who Jesus is, on his life, death, and resurrection and the life he then affords us. And in it, today I want us to see that this, therefore, this life is one that we get to receive. 
And in this pausing in this moment, I want us to center on something that Jesus said. See, in John 10, 10, Jesus said this, I have come that they, us, may have life and have it to the full. Man, that's a great statement. Jesus just announces, says, I've come that you'd have life, but not like a, a teeny-weeny life, not a life that's kind of survival. No, no, life that is full, that is to the full. Now, the thing is, when Jesus says that, we can then wonder, well, what does life to the full mean? Maybe we're thinking of, like, extreme sports and Pepsi Max, who seem to continuously say, you know, life to the full, get on a skateboard, drive it, ride a BMX, you know, drive a BMX, ride a BMX, roll a skate down a motorway, I don't know what it is, life in the full, parachute. Maybe some of you this year are thinking, yeah, I'm going to be life on the full. I don't think that's what Jesus is talking about. I also don't think that Jesus' desire here is to kind of put a carrot in front of us. I've seen I've come to give you life to the full. And what we're continuously thinking is, yeah, we want that, we want that. And this is another year where maybe we'll get a bit closer. And if we get to X or Y or Z, when our life gets all of that stuff together, or we're finally free from that, or finally healed of that, that then we get to know life to the full. I wonder rather whether Jesus is saying that I want to give you life to the full in any and every circumstance. I wonder if what Jesus is wanting to say to us afresh is actually regardless of what you're facing this coming year, and I, I can't promise you that this year is going to be a happy, good year. What I can promise you is this, that regardless of what circumstances happen, Jesus is longing for each and every one of us to receive life to the full daily. Therefore, what does that look like? What is the life that Jesus longs for you and I to know, regardless of the circumstances we're living with? Why well, say life to the full, the life that Jesus offers, he continuously points to throughout his time on earth, continuously showing, actually, this is what it's going to look like to have the life that I'm able to offer. And if you've been a regular at Oasis, you know that we're in this series looking at the book of John and seeing just the wonder of who Jesus is, and it's all about Jesus. And through this book of John, we find out more and more of this life that Jesus offers. And I just want us to look at just a few things. Now, in it, you're not going to be able to read that. I know that. Therefore, I thought I'd give us all a handout. Come prepared, man. First, first Sunday back, I'm prepared. Some of you are thinking, I just thought you were making it up on the spot. No, I do prepare. <laughs> I wonder if Mike and Becker, I can get you to just to hand those out as I speak. Now, in it, what we're going to discover is that there's a number of things here in terms of what Jesus is painting of this life that he's able to offer us, which is a life in full. I'm going to show through the Gospel of John. However, I've also kind of snuck in a couple from Matthew's account of Jesus, just because I want us to see, actually, it is also these. Um, but then let's just jump straight in. You see, this life in full is a life about love. Now, that love, Jesus says this, is John 15, 9, is, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. That This life of love is one that we get to enjoy, that the Father, Son, and Spirit have eternally enjoyed. 
It isn't like there's an A-grade love and a B-grade love. There's an A-grade love of who God is as love, and then we get to know something of that. No, no, we get caught up into that. The life in full that we get to enjoy is a life of love. It's one of peace, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not any old peace, the very peace of God is offered to us that we can get to enjoy and know a peace within ourselves, that we can know wholeness, a peace with one another, a peace with God, a peace within the circumstances that we're facing as individuals, as a nation, and as the nations. I don't know about you, but when I looked at BBC News, there are other news channels available, on New Year's Day, I just thought, man, what is going on in the world? And you just have to say, Jesus, I want to trust for your peace. Your peace in the situation that I'm in. Your peace in the world that I'm in. But also I want to pray as we pray today. Jesus, let your kingdom come. Let your rule be known here. He's the prince of peace. Surely he can come and bring peace where it feels like it's only going to escalate. But it's about joy. John 15, 11. I have told you this so that you might have joy and that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. That Jesus offers us a life that is characterized by joy. A joy that is in him. A joy that is him. It doesn't mean that we, mean that regardless of what's going on, we're just kind of jumping around, skipping. Woohoo! It's really good. That's not joy. That's being happy. That's different. It's an outworking of joy, but it's just different. No, no, this is a deep way of living joy in the very core of our being, that regardless of outward circumstances, that we get to know the joy of who Jesus is, the joy of relationship with him, the joy of peace, the joy of love. You see that relationship, John 14, 20, on that day you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you, that we're caught up in a life of relationship, that we're never alone that we're forever now, not as bystanders, but connected deeply. Jesus would go on and say in John 15, like a vine to branches, to him, to the Father. This life is about a deep relationship. It's about home. We looked at a whole year last year, characterized by our exploration of what does it mean to be home. Jesus says, oh, John 14, 23, that home isn't a destination you're going to, but rather one that God comes and builds within us. The home that he comes and builds of safety, of security, of goodness. The Father comes and dwells and builds that within us. We get to know freedom, John 8, 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. A life of freedom, of liberty. Not a life of hindrance. Not a life of, well, if you do this, then it's okay. No, no, this is a way of being liberated. Live as I want you to live because you'll be liberated in doing it. But also, no freedom from the things that kind of capture us, that we can be thinking, man, how am I ever going to go freedom from this? Well, you already are. You already are. It's just allowing the wonder of what Jesus has done to start to penetrate the depths of who we are. Of rest, Matthew, we're going back into Matthew. Rest, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, that Jesus promises 
a rest for every single one of us. In a society that doesn't know quite how to stop, this is such a profound announcement of a life to enjoy that is a rest from doing in order that we can just rest in being. It's a life that's about eternity. John 6:40. for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise them up at the last day. It's a life of eternity. Later on, we're gonna find that Jesus says, what's eternal life? Well, it's knowing God, it's knowing the Father. It's knowing me. But it means that we get to know now that we're not, this isn't the end of the story. That when I stick on my news feed on the 1st of January, that isn't the end of the story. Jesus gets the final say. And he's going to return. And he is going to make everything new. And therefore we get to live knowing this life that is eternal. It gives us a different perspective on our life now. I don't know what you're reading at the moment in terms of the Bible. I've been reading uh, the Bible Project's Bible in a Year, or New Testament in a Year. It's a part of uh, the Bible app. And in it, I'm now at the point, have been uh, since just before Christmas, I turned into Hebrews, and I'm in my journey towards Revelation. So I've done Hebrews through. And what you find from Hebrews on, and I kind of recognize why we in the West don't really read much that goes from Hebrews on in the Bible, is because lots of it is, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is King, and Jesus is amazing. He has redefined your life, and you will suffer. Oh, and it's going to get bad. Like, we don't like that message. That's not a message that we go out and say. But I tell you what, it's a reality. And for those believers, they need to know, hey, that there's an eternal perspective we live with in these moments. Where it feels like darkness is winning, we have to remember, oh no, light has come and light will return. So we have a life that is eternal. We have a life that is of purpose. Matthew 5, 16. See, this life that Jesus has given us isn't just one that we kind of hold to ourselves and think, well, that's it. Let's hide away and just enjoy this. No, though, when we understand the life we have, it causes us to want to share it with others. We cause our light to shine to others so they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. See, as we seek to live lives enjoying the life that Jesus has given us, it causes us to then say, let me show this to others in order they could taste it and see that it's good. See, I don't know what you're hoping for this year. I don't know what circumstances you're living with. I know some of the circumstances people in this room are living with. I know the circumstances I'm living with. What about in the pause moment now? What if we center in on that reality? That Jesus says, within those circumstances, receive the life that I afford you, a life in full, a life of peace, of love, of joy, of relationship, of home, of freedom, of rest, that is eternal and gives you purpose. Why don't we just for a moment, just close your eyes. Jesus said that he was, it was better for him to go in order that he could send one, the Holy Spirit, who'd come and reveal the wonder of who he is and the life he affords us. 
And just in this moment, why don't you just say, in my circumstances today, Jesus, I receive the life that you give me. Jesus, I pray as we receive that life, I ask Holy Spirit now, would you cause us to know more of that reality? I pray this would become something that we breathe in daily, that isn't a destination that we're expecting to get to one day, but rather one that we just get to know now. Amen. See, I think the invitation this year is to keep daily pausing, language reviews lots, centering. Centering on the fact that regardless of our circumstances, whether that be we're on the top of the world or feeling like we're being kind of covered in darkness, Jesus comes and steps in and says, actually, as you center on me, will you receive the life in full that I have for you? And I think it then becomes a daily invitation for us to come and to take that bit of paper that I've given you and and just say, actually, today, before I get off into the rest of my day, I'm going to seek Jesus just to receive each of these parts of the life that you offer me. And my guess is for different ones of us, there'll be different parts that kind of particularly we need emphasis on at the moment. And it's just allowing Jesus to come and bring that sense of his life that he offers us. Not waiting for circumstances to change, but rather knowing that he comes and meets us in the circumstance to offer us life in full. Because it's on that point that we then can continue. Because we always need to continue in life. But it isn't that we continue struggling through. It's rather we continue saying, Jesus, I receive the fullness of life that you offer me. For me, at the moment, this is a daily thing that I do. I'm just living with complexities of life that I have going on in the wider sense of my family. And in it, I have to keep coming back to actually... It isn't when this gets sorted. No, no, today is the invitation to receive Jesus, the fullness of life that you offer me. And well, that's the part that then characterize everything else of what I'm living. And the invitation is for you to do the same. See, I think when we pause and remind ourselves of the wonder of the life that Jesus affords us, it causes us to get to a point of saying, well, surely this is a life worth celebrating. A life worth celebrating regardless of the circumstances I'm living with. And that's what we do when we gather around the communion table. That we take the bread and we say, Jesus, in us taking this bread, we're remembering that you were broken in order to afford us wholeness and life. We can approach communion in so many different ways. And today, I want us to approach it just saying, actually, if you just like eat of the bread, I'm saying again today, I receive of your life and your life in full for me. And then as we drink of the cup, it's, we're saying, Jesus, as I drink this, 
I remember two things. One is this, you've done it. There's nothing else I need to do. And there's nothing that's now gonna separate me from you. And two, Jesus, you're gonna return. And the life that I get to live in the fullness of daily now is one day gonna fill the whole of this planet. And it will be filled with your goodness. And so in a moment, we're going to take communion. But before we do that, I just thought it'd be good just to gather and sing again. So I'm going to ask Dave and the band to come back up. And as we sing, it's not kind of a way of just thinking, well, let's just fill the gap before we take communion. No, it's a way of us allowing ourselves to take in just the wonder of who Jesus is, the wonder of the life he offers and also, I think often in singing it, allows just our hearts to speak. Allows us to just kind of engage at a deep level of saying, actually, in this moment, I'm not looking to anyone or anything else. I'm looking to you, Jesus. And asking, would you come and take the rightful place at the center of my life? <laughs>